It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G., thanking you for spending part of your day with us. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will hear from Steven Adams. He will talk about whether or not he's going to step out and shoot the three this year. He'll talk about when he found out Russell Westbrook was traded. We'll discuss trades with Steven Adams, and we'll even tell you who needs to be the leaders on this team, and Steven Adams will give his opinions on that. Billy Donovan will tell us what Dre has been doing in practice. We'll hear a complete interview with Andre Robertson that we did exclusively for Thunder Maven that we are now bringing to Locked on Thunder. And we will hear from Sam Presti, Andre, as well. My name is Eric G. I am the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven, which is a Sports Illustrated channel dedicated to all things Oklahoma City Thunder. I am also the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Thunder Maven. Let's get things started today with Stephen Adams. Thunder Media Day a couple of days ago in Oklahoma City. His training camp is now underway. And Stephen Adams spent quite a bit of time with the media. Spent about 13 minutes with him, which was longer than anybody else, Billy Donovan included, on Monday. And for very good reason. One, people want to know what Stephen Adams has to think about Russell Westbrook being gone, his particular situation in Oklahoma City, whether or not he can be traded, and also what it's like playing with Chris Paul. And we will try and touch on all that before the end of the show. But I did want to start off today talking about the idea that Steven Adams has now been put into a situation where he is expected to be one of the leaders on this team. And along with that, he has to help groom some young guys, in particular, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And what Steven Adams is about to tell you here is that leaders can't be made. Maybe not. You can't designate leaders. It just organically happens. However, guys can certainly be groomed. And one way they can be groomed is watching the example of guys within that locker room, in the clubhouse, on the court, how they handle themselves with the media. And a lot of times, I think we can all agree, no matter how good a teammate Russell Westbrook was for the Oklahoma City Thunder, he handled himself in a matter that wasn't very becoming of someone who was the face of an organization, in particular, how he used to handle things when he would get into it with Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma. And actually, he wouldn't get into it with him. He would just say, next question. So that's where we will start. Steven Adams will impart his wisdom now on who steps up, who needs to be the leader of this team, and how all that will be coming together. Steven, with Russell leading this team for as long as he has, who leads this team now? Um, is it guys like you and Andre who've been there the longest, or is it a guy like a Chris Paul who, who comes in and you say is a floor general? What do you mean by leading? I mean, you could probably tell me 
what what makes a leader of an NBA team? What, what I mean, whether it's something that Russell did or something that you see from other guys or even yourself, yeah. you know, who who would be the leaders and what would make the leaders of this team now? Well, it depends on. Um, I think we might be thinking of the same thing. So when when I see a leader, there is obviously you have a team, and obviously their skill sets vary, right? So if you have a leader, um, it depends on who it is. Like you know, you get someone who leads from the back, you get someone who leads from the front. Doesn't really matter. The main thing is that everyone's on the same page, right? More so than just oh this guy. You know, he's the one, he's a spokesperson. And Russ has been that guy, which is good. Like, he's ran it perfectly. But when you say, like, oh, this person does, like, who's going to lead it exactly? You don't really, you don't really choose. You know what I mean? You don't really, like, I ain't going to just come in and start trying to be like Russ, if that makes sense. Because that's not who I am. I think it'll just be injustice to people. Because I'm just trying to fake it, if that makes sense. I'm more of a quiet guy. Make sure, you know, I'll talk to you. Make sure you get it just a bit outside of, you know, outside of the circle. Does that make sense? You know, so that could be seen as being a leader in itself. But regardless, the main thing is that everyone's on the same page. If you could accomplish that through everyone being a leader or in their own way, then cool. Because we expect the rookies to show, I mean, the say the people that have been there for two years, we expect them to be somewhat of a leader in that sense, right, to the rookies, as well as the veterans and so forth. So, yeah. So I was actually like, what do you mean exactly? Like, you know, it's... Long list, mate. Long list. Yeah. Does that make sense? Confused people, huh? Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. He's looking at me like I'm speaking money. Steven Adams is right when he says that you have to be yourself because people can spot a fake. And Steven Adams can't be Paul George, can't be Kevin Durant, and certainly he can't be Russell Westbrook. So he just has to go about being himself. And if for some reason he's the guy that people gravitate to, that he sort of designated the leader without saying, I will take on that role by myself. However, where Steven Adams is wrong is not everybody can be a leader. Some guys need to be told. And what the Thunder have to decide here in the next few weeks is who is the guy who they are going to listen to? Who is the guy that's going to step up and have that moment? There will be a moment, whether it happens at practice, whether it happens at a game, where a guy unquestionably takes over the reins and becomes the voice of reason within the locker room that everyone goes, okay, that's the guy that we've got to listen to. That's the guy that we're taking our cues from. He comes into work every day and busts his ass. I got to come into work every day and bust mine. He plays hard. He takes every game seriously, so I've got to do it with him. And that guy can't admonish every single one of his teammates. That guy has to have unquestionable management skills like a coach in the sense that he knows different guys have to be managed in different ways. You can't talk to everybody the same. We want that to be Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That should be the guy. Unfortunately, he's too young to understand that everybody has to be managed a different way, and the way you talk to Steven Adams is not the same way that you're going to go about and talk to Dennis Schroeder. You're going to approach them both very differently. So who is that guy? Well, it's Chris Paul, and it's a matter of Chris Paul now putting his arm around Shea Gilgis-Alexander and leading him down the path. CP3 needs to be the guy, followed by Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and then Adams is just, as he said, he's your quiet guy. He leads by example, and by him doing that, certain people will follow, but when... 
when you need that guy to give the speech and sort of rally the troops, that's not going to be Steven Adams, the only guy that it can be on this team, and not just from a position standpoint, but from a personality standpoint, is unquestionably Chris Paul. Uh, you lose Russell Westbrook for Steven Adams and Andre Robertson. He'll tell you a little bit later on in the show. That's a big loss to these guys because you've had Russ there for so long to not only tell you what to do, show you how to act, and groom you into your NBA career that you understood what it meant to be a professional, and now you're expected to do it on your own. And think about this. In a way, it's like, in a sense, it's like losing another coach in the locker room, or in a way, it's like losing a parent. And for a guy like Steven Adams, it's a very difficult adjustment period that he's having to get used to. Steven, now, I just wanted to ask you, what was it like for hey, how you doing? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh, what was it like for you to hear that that Russell got traded? I mean, since you spent your entire career with him, what was that like for you? Uh, I mean, it was it's obviously tough. You get um, it's going to hit you somewhere, no matter what who the player is. You know, um, whoever whoever I've had. I played with on this um, on the Thunder organization. Like I've always had like somewhat of a relationship, so it's always hard to get. You know, it's just a just hard about the um, about the game that we play. You know, you get traded, but that just comes with it. You know, but in terms of like personal relationships, like it just affects that a little bit. You know, still going to be there, but then you're like, ah, I don't get to see him as often. You know, so yeah, obviously it's a bit tough, mate. But you yeah, know, you deal with it, mate. Still above ground. On a lighter note, is this the year we're going to see you step out and start shooting some threes? Uh, I don't know, mate. Uh, we've got to, you know, still focus. Keep focus on what the game plan is, if that's the thing. And, yeah, I'm not going to just come out and be like, ah, oh, maybe now's a good time to jack up a couple of threes. Like, it's, it's got to be calculated, you know. This ain't like Rick's in a basketball. He's got to be rather, you know. It's still, it's still taken very seriously, you know. It shouldn't be just like this. Time to experience stuff. Man, no. still got us, our, our whole thing, because we're still competitors, yeah? So we're still going to try and win the games, obviously. Come out, play hard, work hard, you know? So yeah. Tomorrow we will hear from Nerlens Noel on the podcast. And I asked Nerlens Noel about Steven Adams shooting threes because they've both been working on it together. Nerlens told me that. But Nerlens echoed exactly what Stephen Adams said. It's very situational. And if you translate what Stephen Adams said, if you put it into the NBA BS translator, what I'm hearing from Stephen Adams is that the organization doesn't want me taking shots during the game. They're, they're happy with me doing it at practice. They're happy with me doing it in warm-ups, but they do not want to see it happen during the games. And my bet is, is that either Stephen Adams, A, doesn't take an entire three-point shot this entire year, or B, when it does happen, if it happens, it'll be when the Thunder are up big and the other team has no chance of coming back. Coming up next, how healthy is Andre Robertson? Well, he will tell us right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This show being brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code locked on at manscaped.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Thunder have more questions than any team in the NBA this year, period. And we're not going to answer every single one of them on today's show. But one that we will certainly get an answer to for shortly is Andre Robertson and just how effective he is right now. Because coming up on October the 8th, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be in Tulsa to play their first preseason game of the year against the Dallas Mavericks. And we'll see, A, if Andre Robertson plays at all, B, just how many minutes he gets, and more importantly, can he even be remotely close to the defender that he was when he hurt his knee a season and a half ago in Detroit? Um, My guess on that, my best guess on that is Andre Robertson isn't going to be anywhere close to being the defender that we've seen him be Um, when he got hurt. And I think mentally it's going to be very tough for him to do that because you're always going to have in the back of your mind, if I plant wrong, if I step wrong, if I do anything wrong, I'll be on the sideline again. Plus, when you've suffered so many setbacks, that's got to weigh heavily on you. Still, according to Billy Donovan, during yesterday's workout, Andre Robertson was free to go with absolutely no restrictions and did have an impact on practice. Looking at him. Uh, no, player. I mean, we just, I mean, obviously the medical staff's out there and he's communicating with them, but he knows he's probably got to keep pushing himself to get in better condition, better mm-hmm. shape. Um, but no, I mean, he's cleared to go and cleared to go through practice. Obviously the timing part of it and being out for as long as he has, those kind of things I think will come back. But he's moving well. Um, you know, I think uh, he's, you know, defensively, you know, obviously, you know, he's got a great mind for it. He's done it, you know. Um but I think just the whole timing is rhythm. I mean, I think that stuff will come back, but it's just amazing. Even with that part of it, he can still have that kind of impact in practice. Positive but vague. I mean, you don't know what moving well means. Is it moving well for a guy that was one of the best defenders in the NBA, a guy that we argued could be defensive player of the year, or is it moving well for a guy that's had some major knee surgeries over the last, and I said surgeries over the last few months? You know, well, what is that moving well relative to? And that's not something that Billy Donovan went into detail on, nor would I expect him to go into detail on. Plus, there was that pause there, and I don't know how much you want to read into that, but that certainly gives his pause, Billy's pause gives me cause for pause to wonder just how effective Andre Robertson really was in practice and what kind of impact he was having on his team. Was he locking guys down, or was he just a good guy to have out there to give people a decent enough look so they could somewhat simulate some of the things that they're going to see this year for you know when, when an NBA season comes up? Sam Presti, I thought, was a little bit more honest when he said Dre coming back is going to be a process. Um, Dre is, uh, you know, he'll be on the floor for training camp. Um, he has worked so hard. Uh, and uh, has put so much time in, and you know he's a, he he figures to be an important part to as we talked about optimizing the team that we have. Um, I think we also know that he was a you know it was a big loss for us last year, but um, he uh, you know he'll be on the floor for training camp. We'll obviously manage him closely because he hasn't played 
a lot of competitive basketball um, in a while. Um, and we have to be really supportive as he goes through that return to play process. But, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful that he'll be seeing some preseason action, um, you know, as he, as he gets closer. But uh, I just can't say enough about the, the mental resolve it has taken for him to do what he's done. And I would just, and I know our fans will do this, but, you know, when he's back on the floor, I just think he's, he's, uh, you know, he's worked hard to get there. I will say that. He's worked hard to get there. The other thing is, is I think his, the things he brings to a team um, are really, really massive. You know, I mean, he's, if you look at just the, the impact he's had on the floor while he's been with the team, it's, it's pretty significant. So hopefully we can get him back out there doing what he does, but it's not going to be an immediate thing. It's just going to be small steps, hopefully. That's why I would say don't get too excited about seeing Andre Robertson anytime soon. Sam Presti's doing everything he can to temper that excitement by letting you know on no uncertain terms that Andre Robertson isn't close to being the guy that we that we know that he can be. As far as Dre goes, as, as Sam Presti mentioned, upbeat, PMA, that positive mental attitude like Bad Brains always talked about. He's got it. But he wouldn't go into detail when I ask him what percentage he was and how close is he to being the guy that we know him to be. Pretty healthy. I don't like putting a percentage on anything, honestly. Um, I just kind of take it a day at a time, but I'm in great shape. From from your standpoint mentally, what have the last couple of years been like for you? Because, I mean, there's been there's been hope. We thought you were going to be back last year right around Christmas, then you suffered a setback, but... How much is this kind of taking a toll on you mentally going through all this? Um, a lot of ups and downs, uh, but overall just a character builder. Um, you know, it's, it's life, you know. You throwing curveballs all the time, unexpectedly. Take it for what it is. Try to learn and grow from it. Um, and that's what I try to do over the years, just kind of from the game of basketball to just life in general and how to deal with people um, or just, you know, being patient with myself, you know. Um, I definitely learned a lot and, uh, you know, try to apply it to my everyday life. Andre Robertson is not a weak dude. Not not at all. First of all, you can't be weak to go through what he did and to keep fighting to come back. That takes an incredible amount of mental strength, with which Andre Robertson does have. What is going to be What is going to be very crucial for Andre Robertson and for Thunder fans going forward is just watching him perform, see how he performs in those situations, and if he can't be the guy that he used to be, can he, A, change his game and become a little bit more of an offensive threat, which is not something that he's ever been at all during his career, or B, if he can't be what he used to be defensively and move the way that he used to do, can he still fight through it and find other aspects of his game, which makes him useful not just to the Thunder, but any NBA team? A lot of questions about Andre Robertson. Unfortunately, no easy answers. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. You can see that whole interview on Thunder Maven. Just go to basketballmaven.io slash thunder or follow me at Thunder Maven. Coming up next, what will it take for a team to get Steven Adams? We have an answer. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I'm Eric G. The overall theme for this year's Thunder season is fluidity. And one of the guys with the most fluid of situations is Steven Adams. Adams, of course, rumored to be traded over the summer, and it just seemed like the Thunder couldn't find a buyer. And we now have the name or some names of the teams that were at least interested in Steven Adams. One, the Mavericks, who didn't have the young assets that the Thunder were very interested in. And all this is according to Heavy.com. The Celtics, who ended up with Ennis Canner, which after watching the playoffs, I think we'd all agree is a better is a better fit for the Celtics. The guy is more versatile. He can shoot the three, and at this point, he's a better defender. And then there's the Sacramento Kings, and the Thunder wanted from the Kings. They wanted draft picks, and they wanted a ready-made young player. Bogdanovich's name came up, and so did Buddy Heels. Which, if you're Oklahoma City, yeah, for a guy like Steven Adams, I'm thinking that is that's a small asking price. And then the Kings, unfortunately, went and got Dwayne Dedman. And the reason I say unfortunately on that is now the Thunder, if if the Kings are in the playoffs and they're close and they just need that one other guy, they need that inside player, they have no reason to come back to Oklahoma City and try and trade for Steven Adams, leading me to believe at this moment Steven Adams isn't going anywhere because I just don't see a need for him on very many contenders. Maybe that changes throughout the year, but right now, Oklahoma City has Steven Adams, and I think that makes Steven Adams happy because, as he said during media day, it's not a lot of fun when your name gets brought up in trade rumors. Look, it ain't, it ain't this thing where you just read about it and like, oh, that's unfortunate, and then you're just surprised that it happened to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, if it's happening to someone else, then obviously there's a chance that it might happen to you. Like, that's just it's common sense, mate. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it still affects you in some way, um, you know, because you're human. Yeah, I mean, and you care, like, you know, if you care about something like this, obviously I care about the organization here. But again, we, we're here because we're trying to support the organization itself, and the organization needs to do well, right? So you have to keep that in mind, right? You're just here to help. And if you could, if you could place your brick, whatever you want to call it, you know, your little stuff on the history that it's about to um, create, then that's, that's a privilege, you know? That's just cool. So even if they did trade me, you know, it's, it's obviously just a huge honor. And I know with every player that's played here, it's been a huge honor to just contribute to the history that Oklahoma's making. Because it is a, I think it is a very special organization. Small market, it's doing really, really well for itself, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's huge in itself. It's nice of Steven Adams to say that. Um, and I think it paints a very rosy picture of what, Athletes really feel about their organization. But the truth of the matter is, is this is a cold, hard business. And a lot of athletes now understand it is they will get you before you get them. And if you can turn the tables on it, then the better for you. And I think it's it's awesome that Steven want, wants to make it feel like a, a little Pollyannish, a little high schoolish, if you will that it's all for one and one for all, and everybody's just happy to be a part of an organization. But when you are talking about things like money 
and playing time that certainly affects that money and how you're being used, which can affect what ultimately you get paid because it all comes back to money, then that, that at some point you have to feel, especially if you become emotionally attached to an organization, that you're getting the screws put to you. And Stephen Adams said it there in the nicest way possible. Eventually, they will put the screws to you. You just have to be ready for it and know how to handle it when your time comes. That, that That's what he's saying in, in possibly the most rosiest way that, 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 those, that those words can be uttered. But for Stephen Adams and anybody else, if you like where you live, the last thing you want to do is be dealt anytime soon. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. Coming up tomorrow, we will hear from who else? Uh, Nerlens Noel. We'll hear from him tomorrow. We'll hear from Darius Baisley. Um, he'll talk about his internship. We got so much coming up. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder You up. are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.